0: Welcome to Nerdables episode 158. This week we have a lot to talk about. Young Lando Calarizian cast. EA drops the price of Battlefront. Marvel has seven new X-Men titles. Deadpool 2 loses its director. Legion, Logan, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 drop their trailers this week. AT&T buys Time Warner. Nintendo NX system revealed. And we will see if we can guess who Negan will kill on the Walking Dead premiere. So let's see if we can get this all done within an hour. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh?
1: Gonna get a little weird, gonna get a little wild I ain't from around here, I'm
0: from another dimension Gonna get a little weird, gonna have a good time Joining me this week are Chris, Ethan, and returning from the land of the rising sun, Mikey. I'm R.A., so let's get started. You went to Korea? <laughs> <laughs> Lando. Was anyone surprised that Donald Glover was cast as the young Indian, young Indiana, the young Lando Calrissian? You're jumping way to different movies. (laughs) That would be a surprise (laughs) as a young Indiana Jones. I don't think that's canon anymore. He's just gonna do all of Harrison Ford's movies. Something happened. I mean He's, I honestly I don't think of any I couldn't think of anyone else that could have been cast as young L. When Landed they up. announced the casting it was one of those things where I said, Oh, they didn't announce that before? Right. We already knew that, didn't we? I think we talked about that where we said <laughs> yeah, it was one of the worst kept. He's secrets the one in that Hollywood. should be cast. It looks perfect. It was like him and Michael B. Jordan were the only two people we could think of.
2: There was a guy on You're the Worst though that he could probably fit that too. So
0: yeah. I can't remember his name. Donald Glover, he's been begging to be in one of these things. I mean, for years he's been he's been uh trying to get to be Miles Morales and he finally got to do the voice mm-hmm. for The Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But he he wanted to do the live action version of Miles Morales. So to do Lando, I mean, he's a perfect fit for it. Yeah. Especially when you look at him with his hair growing out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what so with the look is just the fact that he's got a lot of talent. I mean, that's the biggest yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It's, he has he a swagger too, yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's not like huge swagger, right? It's
2: an understated swagger. So,
0: swag. <laughs> then he'll he's going to do this and then probably get cast as doing the new uh, Cult Forty Five commercials. <laughs> Does Cult Forty Five still exist? Uh, yes, because it was in Luke Cage. They were well, just because it was in Luke Cage doesn't mean that it exists. <laughs> it's
1: the only thing that Billy D. Williams has going for him right now. Cool well,
0: there's rumor that he's in episode eight. I don't think it's a rumor. I thought they said I thought, well, yeah, they mm-hmm. confirmed that he's coming back for episode eight. He's got to reunite with his son, <laughs> Finn, um, Finn, Rizian. So Finn Rizian. So sticking with Rizian, Star Wars though, Rizian, Finn, it, it fits. We had a big discussion. It's a shame that Sebastian's not here for this with Battlefront when it first came out and the, the whole thing with all the DLC content that they were going to release and how they were going to have the annual pass. Now coming out November eighteenth, they're having a thirty nine ninety nine version of the game, with all of the DLC content, including the Death Star, uh, trench run, which is the newest DLC that's coming out. And then I think there's a Rogue One coming out with the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you're getting uh, what I mean? All those people that paid you know one hundred and sixty dollars total, oh, I think. 60. Well, because it came, I think we figured it out it was something like that. It was sixty mm-hmm. bucks. It was six. It, no, oh, but yeah, it, it was, was hundred bucks for the yeah. for the pass, and sixty bucks for the game, or seventy bucks for the game.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, so,
0: I don't understand video games anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a, it's what we've been saying the whole time about this game is it's just a ridiculous amount of money that you're spending to get the game off the first bet. and there's still a ton of things that they just released for it. So why not just release the game a year later with everything in it?
0: Well, that's what they're doing basically.
1: No, I know, but they should do it originally and still price it at
0: sixty yeah, bucks. As long as the system continues <clears throat> to pay that money to get it in that first week for what is an incomplete uh-huh. game, I mean, all but right. stealing Sebastian's words that it is not a complete game, mm-hmm. and they know it's not a complete game when it comes out. As long as you continue to do it, that's what they're going to give you. I mean, right. it's, it's plus everybody that that bought that purchase of the EA Pass and everything, they've already made the money that they would have that they would have spent. To do this, you know, they 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 made the money back already, so they can do it for free.
1: No, I know, I I understand the the thought behind it with EA. I just think that you know it's a shitty concept. It's a very shitty concept. Yeah. It's like the it's like the picture I sent you guys today about the guy who left a comment regarding yeah. EA games is like I give EA games one star. Additional stars can be purchased at five forty nine apiece, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah.
0: Um, the thing with it is no one seems to get so upset that they then re- resist the next time this happens. Right. Yeah. There's going to be a Battlefront too, and it's going to be $75, and it's going to be another $100 for that pass or whatever. Right. Well, and gonna people be are a... still going to get it. Until you teach that system with your wallet that you're not going to stand for this kind of crap, then this is what's going to keep happening. Exactly. And people like Sebastian, who know that this is the game and doesn't – you know, literally – the game that EA is playing with, with consumers, he's going to wait and he's going to reap the benefits of the fact that EA gets enough cash quickly that they sit there and say, now we want to get those last little outliers and now we're going to reduce the price like crazy a couple months later. I mean, it's the same thing with, with even hardware. Yeah. You know, if you want to buy an iPhone 7 now, it's $600 or $700 or whatever it is. Buy it six months from now, it's going to be 400 And buy it a year from now when it's still not, outdated and it's going to be 250 but the mentality of most people is i've got to have it on day one that's the problem the mentality of you is i've got <laughs> to have it on day one and yes you represent that kind of uh i don't want to say not fascist i can't think of the word that i'm saying of. Just that that craze kind of like i've got to have it somebody else has it i have to have it yes. Yes. i gotta have it when you have people playing online you can see why people want it right away because you don't want to be left out. right? right. If you're playing... Player. What's that? She has a new hat. She has a new hat. <laughs> Stacy has a new hat. That's that. It's the same doll that represents the terrible stereotypes of women. But she's got a new hat. <laughs> gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme. Yeah. Um, but it's the same thing with an action figure. It's not. because the, 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 In a game, specifically because you have people playing online at the same time if you miss the first four months or five months, your experience is going to be different because there's going to be so few people that are left playing it. Sure. And or, if it turns out to be really popular, there's a lot of people that are going to kick your ass because they've been playing it for six months. If you don't care, you can pick up the game six months later and you'll just play it in your home. And in today's game, you're going to miss about 80% of what they think the experience is, Mm -hmm. which is to go play it against a whole bunch of people from all around the world. So I I get that mentality when you're playing a game a video game now that is a uh, uh when you play online with hundreds shared of other experience. people that shared experience i understand i'll forgive it to a degree I don't understand it as much. I like, I don't care. And plus I, I I don't want to lose to five-year-old Pablo from Sao Paulo (laughs) was just kicking my ass. Like all these stupid Americans. But see all the game, all the problems with the game that you had with it, where it didn't have a single player mode or didn't have a, a one or two player mode where you could play with just a friend, you know, locally, they've added all that stuff now. Yeah. That's why buying that game from the start would have been useless for me. Right. But like, but my friend Eddie, um, Who does the Puck Podcast. He got it when it started, and he found the experience lacking, and that he loved the game and Mm -hmm. the gameplay and everything, but he hated going online because he wasn't good enough. So he's playing it by himself, and he's like, I'm just practicing. Now, uh, the co-host for that show, Doug, also bought the game, and they're able to play Uh one-on-one against each other, and they're having a blast because they're about the same skill level. Sure. Even though Eddie's played it for a little bit while longer, mm. Doug's been – because Doug's out of work – Doug's been playing and playing and playing and playing and getting better so that he's kind of on par and he can play against him. When I used to play mm. split screen with Eric for stuff like you know the Tom Clancy games or Call of Duty, those first two weeks or so, it was great because we're kind of the same and we – you go back two months later, and he's played online for two months, and I I can't even fire before I'm dead. I'm like, well, this is awesome, this is so much fun. Um, but yes, the type of stuff that I would be interested in has been added now. Now they, they keep
2: pushing the multi or uh, the massive multiplayer. Yes, over the every, oh, that, game, the every story game has that so, element.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you saw games like Destiny and stuff like that where you're starting to get sixty players against each other. You know, and that's what they're... they are That's you know, just chaos to me. But uh, mm. I, well, there's some a, of those open-world games are a lot of fun for that sort of thing. Like something like GTA V, where there's a lot to do without going online, right. is a game that, to me, has value. Because mm. there's, there's so much that you can do right. without having to go and... But even, and like, games, a, if they're done right, and with these
1: massive multiplayer games that are online only, can work. Like a game like Overwatch, for example, has huge success. And it's because the game not only is fun, but it has fun characters. It gives you like a sense of.
2: But do you work as a cohesive unit to? You like, can, yeah. There's
0: problem solve. There's or different. Is it just yeah, there's different. The like, let's see. Here's. I mean, there's I can understand. Levels, I understand so. Sebastian's point where the game doesn't seem complete if you're releasing all the DLC and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's also well, his, point his complaint of, is it doesn't to him, it's not added content as as much as its content that was essential to the game when it was released it 's not here 's sixty levels oh we 've got a fun level where Batman is playing in the tower from the michael keaton movie sure like that 's an, that's an added thing that, that holds nothing to the game if it 's here 's the game, but if you really want to beat the Joker. You have to wait two months to get this other level. Right. That's an incomplete game to him. That's his point is that these are things that he feels are integral to the game and not bonus unneeded but fun content to put, put to add on later. Here's your lightsaber hilt, but you got to spend $10 to get the blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what it is if you yeah. think about it in yeah. some cases. Uh, I mean, it's one thing if you're if you're putting a DLC content together, like the whole Death Star Trench run, where you're getting extra characters and extra, you know, different types of battles and stuff like that. That, to me, is true DLC. If it's something where you can, you know... Well, anything for that game would be a true DLC because there was no mm-hmm. campaign mode. True. Anything you add to it, it's just, it's like the old Battlefront where you just picked it up and you're like... You're fighting on Camino. Who right. are you picking? The Galactic Empire and the Republic. You're like, this doesn't even make any sense. Right. But it wasn't built as those, – those type of battles, those type of melee battles weren't built on that idea where the PSP Battlefront game was a story. You were yes. a commando unit. So that getting an extra level would have been like, well, it's a side mission or something in it. But if you give me that and go, by the way – the three missions in the middle aren't available yet. Right. That that's an incomplete game no. to me. Here, here you go all the way up to the wait. Did you get you have to buy the boss, for the, demo yeah. Mode. Yeah. <laughs> the boss level. Yeah, yeah. The boss level is going to be the you in five enter months. the door and then it's like
1: please wait two months for the next <laughs> level.
0: <laughs> Crap. Um, what, what do you think with the seven new X titles. I think we should just go to the NX, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we keep talking about video Do you want to talk about the NX? Yeah. Okay, we'll go to the NX. Okay. The NX is a very short thing. Nintendo NX, everybody's been talking about this new system that Nintendo's putting out. It was labeled it's the, the... full console, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was labeled the NX up until, what, this past week, where it's now named the Switch. And it's pretty mm-hmm. cool because you have the console and your controller fits mm-hmm. together. So then if you want to take it with you, you... The controller comes apart, you slide it onto the, uh, onto a screen, and now you've got a big like uh, yeah, yeah. PSP.
1: It's like a tablet, basically, and then if yeah. you want, you take your controller and slide it into the tablet, Yeah, and it becomes a portable device.
0: But you could also take the controller off the tablet, use the tablet as the screen, right. and use your controllers for your tablet to play with, with other players right around you mm-hmm. in a social experience, which I thought was awesome. Uh huh. The, the danger, immediately, every podcast I saw that was talking about this, everybody was like, yeah, but how long is the battery? Yeah, like are we going to play for ten minutes? You yeah. know, Mario Kart. Yeah, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Everything's gone, and the controllers for the little one are so tiny. <laughs> these little they're the D-pad controllers, the classic Nintendo controllers, yeah. and they're just these like super midget controllers. It was scary how small they were. Well, um, I mean,
1: granted, with with Nintendo and their portable dev- devices in the
0: past, they've had pretty good battery life, so I wouldn't. Yeah. But you're wouldn't talking, you're talking basically a full console. On a tablet slash control, wireless yeah. controller. Well,
2: these batteries aren't going to be the basic double A's or triple yeah. A's. No. It's going to be lithium.
1: It's, ion. Yeah, it's going to be a lithium or ion nickel. that you plug in and charge. Probably going to be larger than like what your phone would be. But if you uh, think like your phone, for example, you can, let's say if you're just playing games with your phone, your battery life on your phone is still like two three hours.
0: Yeah, I mean, it looks like they took the idea well, of the. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it looks we'll like get they... to a certain point. It's not that anymore. <laughs> looks like they took the idea of the uh, Wii U and kind of took it back, went to the drawing board, and said, how can we make this streamlined? How can we make mm-hmm. this more functional? Because that controller was as big of his tablet, and your, you know, it had buttons in the weirdest freaking positions. Yeah. It's like you had on the top of it you had you know your yeah. directional up here, but down here you had something and it was like it was clunky to try to you realize move people can't see you I know. on the podcast. <laughs> down here and over here. I'm holding my I'm holding my iPad pad. <laughs>
2: I'm holding Close my iPad your eyes,
0: everybody in the match. Close your eyes. This is why we need to live stream so that way you can see it. Hmm. So you can see the rest of us on our phones. <laughs> um, uh, it's a much more of a classic system with the the innovation isn't like like with the Wii where the innovation was how the controller was that it was a movement based type deal it seems to go back towards sort of a classic gaming but I think it's still as Nintendo's done very well is say this is still a more casual experience. If you're a hardcore gamer there's stuff in here to to enjoy but if you're someone that just wants to pick up a game and kind of play with it and now if you want to play like just standing here at this table if all of us have one and we can play Mario Kart or Mario Party or we can play Super Smash Brothers Mm -hmm. or something that Nintendo does so well and to not be a headset or anything like to sit here and when you know Mikey destroys my character of Link, he can yell at me right from across the table and throw his tablet. <laughs> <at> exactly, <laughs> yeah. throw his tablet at your face. You go, Boom, sucker! <laughs> um, well, I, I, mean, was, I mean, that's what that experience was. I mean, that's why Mikey's the winner. Why would he throw the tablet? <laughs> just because he, he wants to win. Physical pain. <laughs> um, Drop the mic again. I'm so good. I need to buy a new one. The <laughs> so one time, all the way back, to the first Xbox, when we went to my friend Scott's apartment and we brought other Xboxes and we had them like hard link right. to play uh, Halo on separate screens. And they always just absolutely destroyed. Me. I won once. I was so excited. I jumped up, threw my hands in the air, and smashed them against the chandelier, whatever the hanging light off the table. And I'm just like, whoops! <laughs> like, but I was so excited. Like, I just beat all three of them. Okay. So the name, though, the Switch. I mean. I'll take that. It's fine. I know when the Wii first came out everybody was like, what the hell's a Wii? Why is it Wii with two eyes? Mm. Well, it'd be the same thing is why was it an Xbox 360? Right. You mm. know, why was it why is the Xbox 1 the third system they've done? Because they were they were completely turning everything around. Well, then you can call but, it the Eno. But it should have been the um, 180 because you know, they turned everything right around to But it was 360. But, it went all the way. Around. <laughs> it's it's the name the name will become synonymous with the system. Yes, right. you know it's a, a PSP because it was you PlayStation Portable, but we never mm-hmm. called. What was the What was the View or something like that? Was one the of the PlayStation View? Yeah, yeah. Vita. So I mean, there's there's a lot of Their stuff. Vita, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that the name doesn't really matter. Right. People will call it whatever. I mean, it's, it'll be called the Nintendo system for. When well, well, awesome. you think about
1: it, Switch. I mean, because you're switching from like a handheld to
0: yeah. going into actual
1: console. Sure, it's a Switch. Yeah. No, I get it, but you know it's not important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but see, back in if you grew up in the '70s and '80s, and you said, "Mom, I'm playing with the switch," it takes a whole different meaning because you know a switch well, is what yeah. your parents would grab from the tree to beat your ass with it yes. when you were bad. You were just they, well, it's an an <laughs> well, it's a good thing. Well, it's a good thing we're not in the
1: no. '70s anymore. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Free love, or whatever. <laughs> so, X-Men. Seven new titles. Yes. The uh seven titles I'm not getting. So. <laughs> well the the you know the internet was right and Marvel's canceling all of their X titles for the third time after uh after the current Inhumans versus X Men. And <laughs> yes. so we have seven titles coming out of it. The recently this week they announced X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold, uh, which harkens back to the 90s series that was started by Jim Lee and Chris Claremont. Oh, I thought it was their their take on, like, the Pokemon games. So That's exactly what it was. Yellow, gold. They're right. just playing Pokemon Go. It's yeah. the newest <laughs> <Every> issue. <laughs> Is it's the newest, the newest I- I- iteration. X-Men um, Go.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I know. You got to go around
0: collecting X-Men. Well, you're, I'm surprised they actually haven't made that game. There's, There's no Well, no, you have <laughs> basically your phone is Cerebro. So yeah, you exactly. You can build a team and battle other people. It makes perfect sense. Perfect, uh, uh, perfect sense for the – Marvel, pen pen. give us a call. <laughs> we'll, we'll, <yeah. laughs> we'll work on this. Trademark dinner. and copyright. Um, but yes, uh, announcing X Men Gold and Blue harkens back to what really ended up being their most successful point. You know, a the, the, the title that was breaking records all over the place and was just ubiquitously popular. Uh, there's, there were two separate teams for a long time. One was headed by Cyclops. One was headed by Storm. And the the roster stayed pretty consistent. And they had their own adventures. You know, they they would intermingle with each other. But it's definitely them, uh, Marvel trying to harken back to that series to give a little nostalgia back to it. I'm kind of wondering if it's just something. It almost feels like. Out of Rebirth going, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to what everybody wanted. Here you go. And Uh, these are going to be the flagship titles. They're supposed to be the flagship titles, yes. Because Then they've got Cable, Weapon X, Iceman, Jean Grey. And Generation X. And Generation X. And again, Generation X was a very popular title. Mm -hmm. The version of New Mutants at the time with a a separate school. Um, But I think the important thing from it is the idea that as much as people keep saying that Marvel's just going to cancel the X-Men titles because Fox owns the licensing rights, Marvel continues to push the X-Men to use them in different ways, to keep them in, in their publishing house, to use them on other teams, to have them interact with the Avengers and, uh, and other stuff like that. This feels a little more insular as from the, the first few things that I heard from Marvel. But again, that was pretty much what the X-Men were in the 90s because... Mm-hmm. Everything else was failing that wasn't Spider-Man. Right. Nobody read The Avengers. Nobody read Fantastic Four. Nobody read any of the Street Heroes and stuff like that. It wasn't until really Marvel Knights came around. And then when Joe Quesada took over as editor-in-chief and said, hey, we've got all these great Avengers things over here. Maybe we should do something with this. And his mission, as he stated numerous times at the time and after, was to restore The Avengers to be the flagship title. Do you think that that the X-Men cartoon had a lot to do with the X-Men's popularity in the 80s and 90s? No, the X-Men the X-Men book led to everything else that book was outselling every book by mm-hmm. crazy amounts in the 80s with Chris Claremont it was beating everything when, sure. when Marv Wolfman and George Perez New Teen Titans number one and that series started beating X-Men uncanny X-Men at the time consistently every month that was a huge deal that would be like the number one story on the internet if it existed at the time because no one was beating Claremont's X-Men right you had X-Men with Jim Lee superstar artist you had X-Force with Rob Liefeld superstar artist you had Wolverine with Mark Silvestri superstar artist those are three of the seven guys who went and did Image Uncanny X-Men was Willis Portacio he was one of the seven guys who went and did Image all those guys were rock stars for a reason the other guys Eric Larson and Todd McFarlane were doing Spider-Man. I never thought I would ever hear you would say that Liefeld... Well, Liefeld was a rock star Leifeld Liefeld was a superstar. At the time, yes. At the time, he was a doesn't huge... doesn't mean you, huge... you have any infection for him. Yeah. Infection for him. I mean, outside of, really, Jim I Valentino... I doesn't have
1: any infections <laughs> for
0: him. Outside of Jim Valentino, who was doing Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody else came from the X office or the uh-huh. Spider-Man office because that was what everybody was reading. Right. That was it. Living through this, that was... Anything had an X title on it, X trash, mm-hmm. X dumpster fire, <laughs> X gene, X Bob, everyone was buying it. Right. They did a title for X-Men where young Nate Gray from the apocalypse era, and it lasted for like a hundred issues mm-hmm. because people would just buy it. And it was terrible. Look at it now. And I was like, oh my God, why did I read this? <laughs> um, so harkening back to that era, using something like Generation X, using something like X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue is... Is an attempt to kind of say, we're still doing this. The X-Men still matter to us. They still matter to Marvel. And like I've said for a long time, I think it's important to them because they're the only ones that can tell these stories within the Marvel Universe. You're not going to be able to do that on the screen, on the big screen. Not anytime soon. So why not tell them through here? It's an important property. People have said, I think we mentioned it last week or the week before, that there's probably, or there has been, or whatever, internal memos of not creating new characters. I get that. I right. understand that because you shouldn't. Why well, would just give something away like that if you're Marvel? If you come up with a new character and everyone's like, "Oh, we love this character," well, great. Fox is just going to do yeah. A movie every off every of character it. you create, and you don't have to sign a new licensing deal for that for that character. So I get that. That's part of the reason that Bendis used the original X Men in his story. In addition to that's what he wanted to use to kind of try and reset their their universe to. Whatever success you may or may not think he had well that um, was another reason I think to bring the original x men back as, as kids well you know that's his his story was to do that, but if he had if he had come up with new characters for it, they would have never approved that title sure he had to use characters that would have already been used in, in something else um, so it to me the, the story is the fact that Marvel continues to publish x men titles there was the the Again, more uh, as they're going through Death of X, which is their uh, the lead into Inhumans versus X Men. Mm-hmm. As the Terrigen Mist that's going through the Marvel Universe can kill mutants like on contact, and so the X Men and the Inhumans are at odds. And everyone thought this is going to be the chance they're going to kill the X Men and shove more Inhumans at us. And this is it. We've been talking about this for years, and Marvel comes out and says, "Oh, we have seven new titles that are coming out this fall or next spring." So the X-Men are still alive and being published by Marvel. And I'm sure everyone's still going to do, oh, no, they're going to cancel it next time. Um, they're going to get rid of it next time. And again and again, they've been proven wrong. And At some point, hopefully people understand that Marvel's going to continue to produ- produce X-Men comics for the foreseeable future. As far as resurrection, or resurrection... Um... <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> well, it has a sort of X in it. Yeah. Resurrection. Rex. Resurrection. Um, who do you think they're going to bring back? I mean, obviously Jean Grey. Well, Gene didn't die. It's young Gene. Is it young Gene? It's or young Gene. It? No. Okay. It's, the resurrection is the fact that the titles are coming back, and it, it plays more of the idea of that the conflict between them and the Inhumans will be over. Well, but also, it's, uh, I've, heard, I've heard talk that Wolverine will be back. I don't think they'll bring Wolverine back yet. And there's a chance that Professor X... Everyone keeps talking about Professor Xavier. They're mentioning resurrection as... The resurrection of the X-Men comics. Of the X-Men comics. When they had... Because... Uh when X-Men 1, X-Force 1, and the other titles, Uncanny X-Men, uh, Wolverine, Excalibur, they all had the, the, the restarts in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It was X-Men Genesis. Right. And all that was was basically a banner for what the X-Men were going through. This is your jump on point. Sure. It's the same thing here. They used the banner 25 like years ago. Yeah, it was like Rebirth. They used the banner 25 years ago because – out of the six X titles, four of them were still being, you know, numbered. Right. Excalibur was forty-two. Uncanny X-Men was two eighty-one. Uh, X Factor was seventy-two. I think. I can never remember that number. Well, the re- I think the reason that a lot of people are thinking that Wolverine's returning is because of Weapon X, and that's going to be Laura's book, X twenty-three. But and it, I mean, they've already said that's going to be probably their darkest book. But because it's Weapon X, you know, she she's been leading the Wolverine book. It for, is a
2: clone of Logan now instead.
0: Yeah, an actual clone. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So Logan's now the clone.
0: Yeah. Which Laura's still Wolverine, but I mean, you could clone conspiracy see that's of, how you could bring him back easy. Is he, there's another clone and the memories just get put into and transferred into him. Or you start over with Logan. I don't, know if, I don't Logan. know if anybody buys that, though. Or you, you start over with Logan where he has no memory, and he doesn't even know he's a clone at one point. And then at he's one point Logan. you think... Yeah. He's not really James Howlett. And yeah, it feels like what they... Basically, the Wolverine that they used in the Ultimate Universe after Logan died in Ultimatum was the same idea and never caught on. Yeah. It was his kid It was just like, look, he's just Whoa. like Logan, except he's blonde, and he doesn't know who he <laughs> is. And look, he's brooding and he's <laughs> mysterious and he's not right re- you've done so much to he's kind of light. change logan change that wolverine character from what he was in the 90s uh, i i don't think you can ever go back yeah and there's no reason to go back it's just you got to move forward with him well speaking of logan this week the, the trailer dropped and there's a lot of speculation that not only is x-23 in it but also is uh Dakin, Deacon, Dakon Daken. Yeah, Deacon. because apparently the scene where where Logan slash Wolverine is laying down and you see him put his claws and the other claws come through, there's like six sets of claws there.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: it looks like there's more than just Laura on top of him. And just, you know, there's lots of there's lots of different claws there, so it could be that Deacon, Deacon, Daken, whatever you want to call him, is going Deacon, to be is <laughs> going to be there too. Um, but the other thing is, they said that it may not actually be Laura, Kenny or X twenty three. She may have a different name. In it, which well, is it, Wolverine has a daughter in the, in the Marvel universe. Has yes. an actual flesh and blood daughter in the Marvel universe. And when I first the first time I saw it, that's who I thought it was. Yeah, because well, the the way that the story seems to be set up through the the trailer is they actually use a lot more of Old Man Logan than we thought. Mm-hmm. Where. Mutants are, you know, he and Xavier, and I'm so glad Patrick Stewart's in it, what it looks like to be a, a fairly meaty part of it, even mm-hmm. if he dies in the first third of it or whatever they decide to use. Right? Um, they're like the only ones left mm-hmm. in her. So she would be that prodigal child. She would basically be like Hope in the the X universe after No More Mutants, where she was the first new mutant uh, to to arrive. The same thing here, where she's someone that has to be protected from... Whatever group is trying to finally end, basically to to, to stop mutantum by killing the last few mutants and being being done with it, which is always a stupid thing because mutants (laughs) mutation is not past. I mean, you have mutation; you can have mutation after birth. So it's like, you know, yeah, it's like well, it it doesn't mean that just mutants make mutants. It's just like people would change afterwards. But but. the one thing that. They've already said that the end of Apocalypse, the after scene credit, where the the Essex the Essex company comes in and steals the vial of Weapon X blood, is directly related to the Logan movie. So, in that being the case, then that I mean, and that's how it, the whole X twenty three started with the Essex company. They created her. They were trying to recreate Logan, and they tried twenty two other times, and then they finally changed the X to the Y chromosome, and that's how they were able to create the clone, which led to X twenty three and the whole, um, what was it? The tracking, or not, not the tracking, but they had the Wolverine's um, popular the, the serum. <laughs> <on> the- <laughs> they had, they had a, uh, they really had a. a um, oh god, what was it they did with? Um, a scent that they would release for her to make her go berserk oh. and mm-hmm. start, you know. So anytime she smelled that, she'd kill everything in the room. Yeah. That's how they con they controlled her. So it seems like there's going to be a lot of that in this, just from what I saw from the trailer and reading the X twenty three books. It seems like there's going to be that. But when I read that Fox said maybe it's when somebody said that maybe Fox wasn't going to use the Laura Kinney or the X twenty three. Somebody said, yeah, I mean it was. I think it was Bleeding Cool or one of those oh. that, that made it. So it's hard to say. It's Klude is so reputable. Um, <laughs> well, no, she has not received. That's the thing is everyone just sort of assumed that it was Laura, and I was like, "There's no name. There's no name." Well, the, in that was the IMB, other thing is they left the name off of it. In exactly. IMB. So uh,
2: you can still assume it.
0: Yeah, yeah well, you not can big deal. That's what I mean. Like it's just well, people are like. Oh, it's fact. Yeah. It's totally her. And I'm like, it it may not be her. There's well, lots of different characters in the. Um, in the comic world, or whatever, well, I think that one of the other characters, choices from one of the other character names in there is the surrogate mother that that she had at one point. Oh. Mm. So I thought, well, that kind of leads to it, to it actually being Laura, you know, to Laura. But more than more than the, the specifics of it, I mean, what did you think of the trailer? I really liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would, and and I liked the last. Um, Wolverine movie, last Wolverine movie. Yeah, uh, the first one's terrible. Origins was terrible. The there's stuff Wolverine in origins, was origins, yeah. There was stuff in Origins that people were talking about last week, and I'm like, I don't even remember. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, but yeah, I like I liked the Wolverine. Um, and so this was because it's just called Logan. You know, they've never said it's it's. When people are like, "Oh, it's going to be an adaptation of Old Man Logan." Well, first off, it can't be, right? Um, but there are elements to it, you know, set in the future, the fact that he's one of the few mutants left. Um, not to spoil what happens to the other mutants, you find out in Old Man Logan what happens to the other mutants, or at least a good <laughs> chunk of them. Uh, and but it, it looks no, like there's parts of that in there. Though. Yeah, that the the tone seems to be very close, and, and you no, know, I just I thought it looked cool. Like I said, I'm really glad to have Patrick Stewart in it. Uh, I thought it had a, a very, you know, specific—not necessarily post-apocalyptic, but that kind of wasteland look. Yes. Um, everything looked, you know, it looked cool to me. Like mm-hmm. it was something that it got me more excited than I than I really thought. That in like the Johnny Cash song with the background yeah. of the. Old no, movie. it was a, it was a really good show, and of course there are good trailers for terrible films, but it was something that, yes. having <laughs> liked the the last film, there's some trust there that this could be. You know, and all in all, most of the more. X-Men movies have been good. Right. I mean, yeah. there's only been a couple that have been... you know. Yeah, and the one you don't like, I do. Which one? Apocalypse. I, you know what's the funny thing is, and I was going to tell you this, and I, I haven't seen you since I've seen it a second time, is I watched it again here at the house, and I was like, I think I was a little hard on this movie. Yeah, a lot of people were hard on it. And I'm not saying it was the greatest movie in the world, but it... Caliban. It the first, what's the deal with, with all of a sudden the Marvel... Or the... Uh, the X Men movie universe loving the character Caliban, because this is the second time we're having him and the second uh, actor playing him. Okay. Stephen Merchant's playing him in this one, and Caliban was in three. No X Men Apocalypse. No, he
2: I'm was he, he was
0: the uh, he you know he was the the mutant dealer broker. Yeah, uh, well broker. that was Caliban's thing. Caliban was a mutant tracker. Right, it was like in a,
2: Apocalypse. What, what was the other one?
0: That he was in. This is he's going to be in Logan's and Logan? Oh, oh. Steven I think Mer- Stephen Merchant's playing him in Logan. He's he's been used in and out of the of the Wolverine book, so it's just a okay. part of using the And it's his set was being a uh, his power set was basically being like Cerebro, but being, you know, Living He was a tracker, he, but he's he also was he also kind of had the the Hawk ability where he would you know he, he would. Triple his size and, you know, his density. and Yeah, everything. they had that in a couple places. But for the most part, that's what they used Caliban for. Right. Was that he would just be go finding these different things. And then when um, uh, Jeff Loeb did the Romulus storyline, Caliban has a much bigger role in the kind of totem type deal of, of yeah. Logan and Sabretooth and all that, which I don't really remember all that much. Did, did you guys check out the, the Legion trailer for the FX uh, Marvel? I've seen all the little like TV spots when I've yeah. been
2: watching FX shows. I like no, I haven't it, seen it. But I haven't seen a, like a full trailer, besides the Comic Con trailer that was released. I think I think the, I the, the TV
0: it. spot's been the one, the big uh, one that yeah. they show, where you know where you finally see him sitting down and like everything kind of just like explodes around him and yeah. I mean I've there's just a couple of things. Um, which we were kind of talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and I think you weren't here, Mikey, but we were trying to figure out if Fox was actually producing it, if Marvel was producing it. But I noticed it's on the Marvel.com website. And it says Marvel Television, so it's the Marvel Television, it, so it's being produced by Marvel. Yeah. But yeah. It, I, as far as I understand, it's, it's, this is the first Marvel Television show, other than the cartoons, that's not in the... Maybe it's just something Fox didn't... The cinematic think, universe. Like, with the characters being used, they're like, eh, go ahead. But see, Marvel owns the rights to the television, uh, even X-Men. They own all of the t- TV oh. rights. Okay. So it, that's why I. That, and this is kind of what we were talking about before. Was I think that. Well, Brian Singer's involved in it, though, too. He's an executive producer of two of the episodes. The first oh, is he? Episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Simon Kinberg. Well, they were saying Jeff at one Loeb. point they wanted it tied so into it, the X Men universe. Well, the thing is, you've got Brian Singer I'm sorry, I'm and Simon Kinberg. So Brian Singer and Kinberg are, uh, you know, executive producers and writers and, and all of that for the movies. Mm-hmm. But Jeff Loeb's also listed as an executive producer. So right. it's basically everybody. Laura Donner's there because she's a part of Fox, so right. it's it's definitely a mixed bag of, of stuff that you've got in there. Well, this, this is this is my guess is Jeff Loeb's there just to make sure they don't screw it up. Well, but it's also because Marvel Television they they own the distribute or they own the rights for t- TV, so they had to come together and work on this together. I this is to why when they first started mentioning it, this is why everybody all of a sudden jumped the the proverbial gun, saying, hey. Did, you know, X-Men may be able to be used in the Marvel Cinematic well, Universe. Are they
2: using Legion as a mutant? He's or... a mutant. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. if he was just being like
2: pill-popping and that's how he has his powers. No,
0: they mentioned... Because they, they even mentioned in one of them yeah. that the mutants... So, I mean, this could be, you know, but I, I wouldn't want to jump the gun on it because... You know, they are also... Marvel's doing Runaways on Hulu. They're doing, you know, a couple other ones. Matter of fact, they were talking about doing Runaways with uh, see the Squirrel tri- Girl being the lead of the group. The In the trivia items from IMDb, it says the show is a part of the X-Men Cinematic Universe of Connected Future Films, while acting as a standalone installment of the series similar to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So it is... It's connected to the... Into the, Fox into the thing. Yeah, Cinematic the Fox universe. Cinematic Universe. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it's obviously got stuff to do with with Fox, so. right? Yeah. So, but it's still cool that Marvel and Fox are working together. I mean, it's not like they haven't worked together on even the X Men movies and yeah. things like that. Well, I, I don't even think it's a together thing. I mean, it's just something where Marvel's like, "Yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want. Just pay it <laughs> when, when the checks come in. We pay get fifteen yeah. percent of it. I mean, it's sort of the, the Sony deal it's a, in reverse, yeah, exactly. where Sony's yeah. like, "Go make Spider Man movies, and then just give us the money at the end of it. Yeah, because we did one where <laughs> Spider Man." <laughs> I'm, I'm dancing. A I'm a Spider-Man. I'm a Spider-Man. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Anybody see it? Besides me a hundred times? Twice. Yeah. And I'm like, alright. <clears throat> More dancing, <laughs> more dancing. Got to mention the dancing no, part. No, see, there's two types of people in the universe. There's oh, the ones that dance. Don't, don't start now. And I, don't, the one I can't that do don't. this for a fucking year. <laughs> I can't. I'm the one that dance, and you know, Chris. Breaking <laughs> news: man murdered in his own home.
2: <laughs> Throat Over. slit.
0: News at eleven. <laughs> Over Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because they're dancing. It, it looks like the same thing. I mean, well, the, that's what everybody yeah. wants, right? It's going to be the same movie. I mean, They'll have the some same, slow-mo shots. They use the, the same trailer. song. That, to me, was the one thing I was like, really? I mean, pick something new. If I had to pick apart any part of that, I have to say I wish they would have just used a different song. You pick some, I mean, if you're, if one of the biggest successes of the first film is, is the soundtrack, is yes. the musical soundtrack that they, they chose. Even I have the soundtrack because that was before I got sick of it because you would sing it all <laughs> the fucking day every day I was here. Um <laughs> If you're going to do that, use something new. Right. Yeah. Pick a new, you know, kind of if it's cool, groovy. Two, and if have. it was volume two, they should have picked something in the eighties. Yes. Like pick something in the eighties, it'll you know, not I don't know. I like I said, it, I'm sure it's gonna be the same film.
1: It, but I also think the that fear that you, the
0: fear is this, because this is this is the thing with the same film. We talked about how much of a gamble the original Guardians was and how important it was to do a film that wasn't the Avengers, that wasn't yeah. Cap, Iron Man, or Thor, or Hulk, to get a film out there that had characters that the mainstream doesn't know, that even Marvel fans wouldn't know, and have it be successful. And you did it. And now you're like, okay, we did it. Now let's play it safe. Let's do the same exact thing. That's the danger. Is doing that film, is, is making that film a skeleton of the first one all over again, the, except the Groot is smaller. The one thing that they did say about this film is that there will be no ties to what else is going on into the cinematic universe. That like it was well, there wasn't really a tie in the first one, other than it was a stone. Thanos, yeah. and you know the, it was part of the who's Thanos? Thanos is that is that Thanos's butthole? Yeah, Thanos, <laughs> I call it Thanos. That's his <laughs> real, real small Thanos. little brother. Yeah. Um, the first, I mean, that's where they're like, "Oh, it's tied in." It's not tied in. There's just a stone in it. There's a stone yeah. in every single film. Sure. So, great. That's that's like saying Daredevil's in it. More that's than... like Daredevil ties in directly to Avengers because Wilson Fisk's company, as a construction company, is rebuilding after the Battle of New York. Right. It's set in the same spot and has a piece that's going on in other pieces, but. The stone in it has nothing to do with the Avengers. Well, but because okay. it goes to the Beyonder, but even then, it's like, that, well, there you go. James Gunn had even said at the beginning, the first one was, he he was told there was elements that he had to incorporate within the movie because it would tie it to the rest of the cinematic universe. Whereas with this one, he doesn't have to have those restraints. This one is just solely a Guardians of the Galaxy movie that puts them. Which means out, the whole thing takes place in. Disco Fifty Four, <laughs> or Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> so but, two hours of Chris Pratt dancing at Studio Fifty Four. But with the trailer, it looks like they end up on Earth. So that well, we talked, we, we knew they were. On we, Earth we know they that, end up on Earth because there's that, a movie theater that has the whether it's a whether it's a um, flashback or something along those lines that will be like prominent in it, and then they come back or whatever. But yeah, then. <laughs> Uh, Gotta go back to Earth, <laughs> and then look—the uh, same stuff. You can look out, see it, and see outside your window. Remember in the last film, when we had the head of a celestial, and that was the Stay Station. Now look, New York—exciting, <laughs> <laughs> well, kids! So we also know there's more. There's new characters, and there's a return. There's characters from the original that are coming back, like Manus and uh, Wonder Man. Maybe in <laughs> it, they've talked. Oh, I totally forgot to. I wanted to post the. Uh, the how it should have ended for Guardians to show why both Yondu and Star-Lord should not be in this film. Because (laughs) how it should have ended shows you exactly what their fate should have been. I love that one with the space ranger or whatever. And Yondu's, you... And it's going through, and he's like, oh, oh, and then he picks up the gun. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) He wins. And then, of course, the end. is like, I'm doing the jig. (laughs) Well, he's dead. (laughs) Um... But then there's also – there there's a possibility that we may get our first look at Nova in this as well. So there's there's those possibilities. Um, so real quick, Jessica Jones. They announced that season two of Jessica Jones will be filmed – will be directed by all female directors, uh, which is – Yeah, each episode will have a female helmet. Yes, which would be – it's kind of interesting that they're, they're going to do that. Um, you know, it's – That would be almost like saying, "Luke Cage." Good luck finding enough of them. Just going to use black. We're just going to use black directors. Yeah, it's it's one of those things at this point where I get. That you know, well, it's like Captain Marvel. I can't imagine, I don't think they've announced a director for Captain Marvel. No, but they, they've also said that Captain Marvel will be the strongest hero in all the cinematic universe. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I know. I Just was like, them stating that, yeah, that uh, Kevin Feige said that Captain Marvel is more powerful than Thor or Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's yeah, that she has. I was like, okay, you depowered Thor <laughs> big time. Because <laughs> <laughs> look, he totally I made love Carol Danvers, him. but Thor would wipe her off the. <laughs> His Hammer just totally went limp. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: look, I mean, having all female directors isn't a big thing. I mean, as long as they're talented, I don't care if they're female or Oh, yeah, no, I, no, I, 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 I think
0: it's the right move. I'm making, I'm making fun of that idea that, you know, there's not enough female directors. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a huge stepping stone. Hopefully they find some, some young female directors who are looking for that's what uh, I exposure and, and a chance. You know, in addition to, you know, if you can get someone who's, who's established, if you can get... Um, Sophia uh, uh, Coppola. No, I'm thinking of. I don't think oh the my last goodness! Thing she did. It was James Cameron's ex-wife? Uh, it was uh, it Catherine Bigelow. Yes. Yeah, we did uh, the Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. The yes. The winner Oscar for the Hurt Locker. You know, you get her to that, do that, an episode, cool. that's that's cool. And then yeah, just find a lot of young people that are you know young. I can see uh, you're doing Captain still. Marvel actually. I can see her doing Captain Marvel also. Oh, that would um, be a good one. It depends on what type of movie you want to make for Captain Marvel, yeah. but especially with that. No, but there's, I, I think there's so much talent out there that's untapped that this is a great chance to do it. And the same thing, if you're going to do Luke Cage and use all African-American directors, that's fine with me too. I mean, it, it's, if it's steeped in that experience, I think one of the Onion articles was like, Luke Cage is upsetting Marvel people for being, it's too urban, I don't get it. Why is Luke Cage black? Um, those kind of things. It's just like if you do the Black Panther movie and it's like, you know here's every african american actor and actress in hollywood is in this movie and it's directed by james cameron you're like no right. that's not going to work yeah. it's got to be somebody J. J. else Abrams is going to drag black panther now if it was his. if it was spike lee you'd be like wait <laughs> well that, that would, might that be too would... much on the other yeah that's like... <laughs> that might take it to the black <laughs> do, do the right wakanda he's, what? he's going God? wait wait i'm doing a black panthers movie why am i not setting There's the not, 60s there's not a single fight <laughs> in this entire movie why is no one? why is no oh, that's well, exactly Lee, it Spike Lee did that that bank heist movie it was a number of years ago was it insider or, or whatever that was actually really good the heist it wasn't the heist inside was the man heist? i think it was inside Inside man. Man. Yeah. Man. yeah i didn't realize he did it until after i saw the movie and i was like oh that was pretty good and the credits roll, and it's like a Spike Lee joint. I'm like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> Where no. the hell did that come from? <laughs> that was cool, though. Yeah. So what do we think about AT&T buying Time Warner? Well, the, the AT&T is in, agreed in principle to buy Time Warner and all of its subsidiaries for $8.4 billion. There are two big things to remember. This is one – it's not a done deal. It still has to pass through Congress. Correct. And there is a very realistic possibility that Congress will reject it. Correct. Um, it would not make them a trust because there are other companies out there mm-hmm. that do what they do. And Which Apple is like, also interested in buying Time Warner. Apple said that Apple is interested in buying Time Warner. I think... Apple could be one of the things that Congress would approve Apple but wouldn't approve AT&T. It's, it's weird like that because they, they kind of which Now, their we own have businesses. to say, Time Warner no longer has their cable division. I mean, Time their, Warner, yeah. Time excuse w- me, their internet division. Uh, well, Time Warner doesn't have its cable division. Yes. Time, Time Warner basically made their cable division its own entity and sold it immediately. Right. And that's where uh, Spectrum came from. Um, and now you get those ads like, we're here to fulfill the promises of – yeah, because Time Warner Cable has the worst customer service rating in the history of anything that's ever existed. And I'm not and exaggerating. And that's only because
1: they're owned by Comcast. I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating.
0: That's exactly what it was. Time Warner Cable had the worst customer service rating of any major service in the history of the United States. Yes. Um, and now it's Frontier because they suck. Well, no, Frontier... Uh, or Frontier or by the Verizon? Verizon. No, I know. Right, what I'm saying is uh, now Frontier yeah. has, has the, the worst, worst customer service on, rating yeah. of everything. Um, but yes, they sold that part out because they, AT&T owns DirecTV. So they wouldn't be merging those two pieces together. Correct. And that's important because if Time Warner still had Time Warner Cable, I think that would have blown up the deal too. Congress would have uh-huh. rejected the deal on the fact you can't own these two major companies. Um, but for people that are now like one of the other guys on, on my Facebook page was just like well everything's going to suck now AT&T's going to come in and just ruin everything and I said ruin what? yeah like well they'll ruin the movie division like, oh great because you know DC Films has been <laughs> awesome so far <laughs> you've got half of one out of three good job guys Um, But And and then the second thing was like, oh, they're going to come in and fire Dan DiDio. If you think AT&T as a corporate board gives a damn about DC publishing, you're out of your mind. What they're concerned with is that bigger picture. Would they fire Diane Nelson as the head of Warner Brothers? Yes. Yes. Would they care that Dan DiDio, who has nothing to do with creative decisions at at DC anymore, would they get that nitty-gritty? No, they're going to hire whoever the president of DC is, who all of a sudden I can't remember – I think it is Diane Nelson because she's the president of Warner Brothers. Um, that person, if, if it's Diane, if it's someone replacing him, that's the person that goes in and makes those changes. Sure. I, the board of AT&T isn't going to sit there and go, you know what? We should really stop publishing Batman. <laughs> Let's. You I know, mean, they're not going to get they're in that. Not even they're only going to pay attention. They only know. This Batman is the same the thing I mean. This is this is the thing. Batman's not popular anymore. They'll what AT and cares fun. about. This is the thing. What Disney did when they bought Marvel before they even bought Star Wars was they bought Marvel specifically for we want those IPs, we want those characters, we want to extend, we want to uh, expand our boys brand. Yes. What AT and T cares about is that they own Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. That's what they care about. They're not really caring what DC Publishing is going to do on a day to day basis. If they tank, then they'll. Bringing new people or whatever, I don't see any big changes anytime soon. This is akin to Disney buying Marvel, of just basically saying, "Go do what you're already doing," and if it falls apart, we'll fix it. But other than that, all we care about is that you're doing enough that we can do all this of stuff. And and it's different in that AT and T is buying Time Warner because they need to, in a way, diversify their portfolio because cable service is declining mm-hmm. phone service even is declining as people are cutting cords and finding different ways to stream and finding different avenues to 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 even get their cell service and and that type of stuff big companies like AT&T and Verizon and are are losing customers to like Sprint and T-Mobile and yeah. Go and all those other places as everyone's trying to figure out these wars AT&T is looking at that going Well, if everybody cuts the cord and if everybody doesn't want to go with a big cell phone company, we don't have anything. Right. Now it's we've got a new movie studio. We've got a digital division. We've got all these other pieces. We've got the number one uh, television distribution through Yeah, and you own a TV studio and stuff like that and and DirecTV as well. So it's just diversifying the type of stuff. The AT&T DirecTV buy has been very good so far. Well, not according to Travis. Not according to Sebastian. <laughs> and it's gotten even better because now they, if you have DirecTV and AT&T, you can stream unlimited with unlimited data. Yeah, edit. you're able to bundle that type of thing, and that's a big thing for them as well Here's to bring that sort of thing Here in. Isn't a complete exclusive, and I didn't have to sign a, uh, a non-disclosure on this one. <laughs> you're still going <laughs> to get in trouble. No, because this, this one, DirecTV is going to be very soon offering a cloud-based DVR. So whatever you record at home, you will be able to watch on your iPhone, iPad, You know why tablet, they're doing whatever. that. Because in the last year, the sling box has exploded. Yes. Well, the sling box has always been big, but I mean... Oh, it's exploded. Once Doug found the sling box and found out... Basically, my friend Doug cut the cord a little over a year yeah. ago. And he struggled at first because he's, he's a big sports guy. He's a big hockey guy. He can't watch mm-hmm. any local channel, so he couldn't get the ducks. Right. And then he found Slingbox, and Slingbox offers all of the sports channels, mm-hmm. ESPN and your local Fox, uh, Fox affiliates because they have deals with them and stuff like that. So he's still paying less than what he was paying for his DirecTV slash AT&T, whatever you want to call it, and is able to get what he wants. So – and part of the reason is that you can use your Slingbox wherever. Right. So you can watch it on his tablet. I mean he was, he was in New York watching the ducks on his local – on his tablet. Mm-hmm. To, to, well, the slingbox has been around for, for at least ten years. Oh yeah, Slingbox's but been now forever. because of where everybody is starting to cut the cords and things like that, and want to be able to customize what they want to see, it's getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And for somebody like DirecTV, Dish Network, where they're already sending a digital signal, mm-hmm. that you know. This now allows them. when well, you record it? It goes up to the, your storage on you know on the cloud. That's the other thing. Is now all you all you people that just have to hold on to everything. Yeah. Hey, look, look, I have eight thousand hours worth of stuff. More yeah. stuff that I'll never get to.
1: Well, wasn't it wasn't Dish like thinking of the idea of making a, a pay-as-you-go type or pay-as-you-want type of cable service? There's a couple of
0: different cable companies have always talked about all the cart. Yes. The problem is, yeah. is that. The providers of the channels don't want them to do it because, right. like, DirecTV, if, if you have, like, AMC, AMC, the owners of AMC also own, like, six other channels that nobody gives a damn about. Right. So what they do is, they're like, we want you to pay $5 a subscriber for AMC. Well, we don't want to pay $5. Okay, well, we're going to give you $5 a subscriber for AMC and six other channels you don't want that, we have to, that you have to take them. Yeah, but I don't want those. Because that's how then, they pay yeah, for those yeah, other each, networks. That's how they pay for the other networks. And then you're paid through DirecTV. You're like, well, all those other networks are a dollar per, you know, or whatever. Each subscriber gets a, you know, they owe a dollar to that channel or whatever. We've yeah. talked about this before. That's what happened to uh to um, Was that when Comcast? Well, yeah, well, when Comcast was gotten into its fight with, with – um, DirecTV. With Directv, I mean Comcast owns like 18 channels, uh-huh. E and and one of the other ones that people even A and E, and now they own any, uh, Universal NBC. Yeah, so it, it's the, the the business is much more complicated than people give it. Which that's uh, another reason why the AT and T may go through is when Comcast bought Universal. It's basically the same type of deal now. With Time In a Warner. way. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it can and it can't, it, but you also had, what was the deal that fell through? Everyone's like, oh, it's going to happen. And then Congress was like, there's no way. You can't buy uh, this. AT&T, T-Mobile. Yeah, yes. when at t was going to buy T-Mobile, I was like, no. And, but then again, you have very competing things. One of the reasons Time Warner probably got rid of that. I just wonder what AT&T is going to do about Time Warner <laughs> giving the Dodgers like $4 billion and they can't carry it on anything other than Time Warner Cable which is now Spectrum. Spectrum. But now you're going to have Time Warner that made that deal is going to own DirecTV. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. When I first saw it and then I looked at it a little later, I was like, I wonder what that does. This is a total inside baseball SoCal thing. Cause here in Southern California, unless you had Time Warner, you didn't get the Dodgers channel. Correct. So you missed all the games that weren't on national TV. So you, out of 162, you saw maybe 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been three years. Now the Dodgers are turning around to Time Warner. Like, what the hell are you doing? Because Time Warner's trying to sell that channel to DirecTV for $5 a subscriber. And TV is like, we don't pay that for ESPN. Right. Give me a break. We're not going to charge everybody $5. we are not doing it. And people don't care. Now the Dodgers are talking about it because they are seeing that kind of larger imprint in Southern California dwindling as the most popular uh, satellite provider – Doesn't provide Dodgers, which is based in in Southern California. Exactly. So it's just it's 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 there's a lot of other things that come out of this type of deal in terms of like the geekdom of of DC Comics. I don't think anything changes. The geekdom of DC Films. I don't think anything changes because you're gonna see what's gonna happen. In the next two films, and then maybe whoever the board is there. But really, the board of AT and T is not the board of Warner Brothers Pictures. Right. Warner Brothers Pictures is going to have its own executive they board. Don't has they don't know. They don't know how to run a, exactly. a movie studio. Now they may they may fire the person who's running the movie studio. Yes, and the whatever this new company would be called, you know, AT and T W or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> or the CW. Um, <laughs> you know, big people like that might get fired at some point. But it just gets all you know. in we're, we're, the same and thing. In, and w- in some of these w- threads, w- some of these threads where i've seen they're like okay great now they can fire johns and bring in scott snyder i'm like they're not going to do that they never do no that. well but it's just it, it's it's not even no one on the at&t board is really going to spend the amount of time to go who are we hiring and firing as an executive producer level sure that's not their job their job is who are we hiring and firing as the president of a gigantic company yes you know for these other subsidy companies that are there is it really that boring? You're already ready to drink? Ethan's just going to start hitting the booze right now. Ethan saw Ethan saw what time it was, and those were coming ready. Right, oh to the God. end. Oh, my God. He knows it's going going to be uh, Walking Dead time soon, well, very soon. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not staying for this. <laughs> You're not going to stay and watch it? Dude, I can't watch anything with you guys because you talk through everything, and now he's going to be drunk? Forget <laughs> it. He gets in. Negan is the greatest son of the best that's ever existed. I love Walking Dead. Go, Glenn. Yes. All right. Ethan, get over here so we can talk about who do He's we see. He's too think. busy making it breathe. it breathe. Cool. We didn't even talk about it, we didn't, we talk, did? about we didn't so talk about Deadpool. We didn't talk about Deadpool. We didn't talk about Deadpool. So, yeah, yeah I pay this. Attention sometimes. <laughs> Woo! That's because Travis isn't here. He pays attention. Okay, so um, Deadpool. Deadpool, Tim Miller is out. Uh, as Everyone reported it as the director of Deadpool was out. He was not the director. No. He, he was, was assumed to be the director, but they had not officially hired the director. He had been writing the script with Ryan Reynolds and the two gentlemen who wrote the first Deadpool. And this week, uh, it was announced that he has left the project due to creative differences with Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Who's the executive producer for it. Uh, according to both sides and their agents and publicists and spin doctors, it's amicable, but he He's is off in. the project. <laughs> uh, like I said, he wasn't, he wasn't the director. He wasn't listed as the director because he was not officially hired as the sure. director. But he did have a hand in writing the first movie along with the three other gentlemen. And now he has – those three gentlemen will be continuing forward. For what it sounds like, the the two I need to find that, the, the the gentleman that wrote it, and I'm going to try and find their names while I'm talking, would really be the most important people in terms of what the tone and the jokes and everything were. Right. Obviously, excuse me. Ryan Reynolds has to sell it as well, an actor, I- Annie as an executive producer, but you know, it feels like the type of people that are still on the project were the important people for what we liked mm-hmm. in. Um, in the, in the movies, here's what I didn't realize while you're looking uh, it up: Rit Reese and Paul Wernick, those were the other two that, nah. that wrote it. Rit Reiss and, and Paul Wernick did the script, and then uh, Ryan Reynolds and Tim Miller kind of doctored it as they were they were going to the. Uh, Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. led the marketing campaign and did yeah. most of the marketing. Oh no, he, he had a huge hand. That's what I'm saying. Him not if if they're like Ryan Reynolds isn't in Deadpool 2, there's no Deadpool 2. Oh yeah. If these two gentlemen, if if Reese and Werner, they're fired from the movie, then you worry about the movie. Right. Because then it's like the three pieces that I think have the biggest impact on it. Not that Tim Miller didn't as a director to to be able to get that tone right. But I think you can go find a comedic director. Oh, sure. Well, I feel
1: like Tim Miller was just kind of like going with the flow on the first one because it seemed like Ryan Reynolds and – you know the the writers. Well, Reynolds their own brings things. so much yeah. to
0: it, anyways. So
1: I think he was just kind of like, okay, this movie needs a director, so I'll be here, and we'll see how
0: it goes. But they're they're fine
1: on their own, basically.
0: So yeah, I mean, it, it's not that big of a news. I mean, it, it's not that big of news, but it's still something noteworthy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it is in terms of, you know. Tim Miller as a director of the first one, yes, and was assumed to be the director of the second one, not being there. I think is it's, it's a it's a newsworthy story, and then I think it's a newsworthy story to be the creative differences are in fact Ryan Reynolds, but neither of them are really saying I hate that guy, right? You know, it's it's an amicable split, but it, you know, it could be just like I can't stand looking at you anymore, or <laughs> I think I think Deadpool should be gay or something. <laughs> we want uh, uh, Gwenpool in it. Deadpool sucking oh. people's dick. <laughs> That would be a much different film. <laughs> if, if Deadpool was sucking Cable's dick. Yes.
1: But not far off from what Deadpool would be doing.
0: <laughs> um, anything else with Deadpool? Nope, that's it. So, uh, Walking Dead. Movie. Who does Negan kill? Go around the table, Chris. Um, I think he kills Abraham because I think Abraham's story is over that's like the easiest character they can lose this is really where where are you going to go with mm-hmm. that? Well, the other one oh yes um so that a lot fine. of people thought that maybe it was um well, no that's, that's what I guess. What's My um eugene eugene cuz the way his – the wrapped up on you know the the way the last episode was wrapping up My i guess like. i think abraham has more impact than eugene but also really but doesn't here's the do interesting anything. thing too
1: scott gimple mentioned that this episode it's not just going to be one person that dies there's
2: going to be two people that are going to die in this episode well we could kill eugene though too Yeah. well as i I said the other day he's the one that brought them there so like yeah you're not loyal to your people
0: i just want to see he just kills everybody right there (laughs) just start that series (laughs) over (laughs) just completely Completely reboot (laughs) he's just like here you go he leaves carl (laughs) it's like carl's the only one
2: (laughs) mikey who do you think i'll stick with glenn maybe Stephen yun wants to go do other stuff i think it's glenn I had three possibilities. We know. Back,
1: so. <laughs> so Eugene is one because like what Chris was saying that especially the prominent like time that they spent with him on the last episode. Yes, it seemed them,
0: like they wrapped up his story. Yeah,
1: like him giving the plans to Rick on how to make bullets, uh-huh. telling him like Abraham knows where this is. I'm going to take off now. I I yeah, you've I got, done all you can. I can go on my own now. So I think Eugene is possibility. Then the other two possibilities, uh, one would be Daryl, because I feel like Norman Reedus is looking to venture out.
0: Yeah, but he's got a show on the AMC right now anyway, so.
1: Yeah, but I would still say that. Maybe that's a precursor of like,
2: hey, I'm, I'm going <laughs> he's away. He's looking
1: to venture <laughs> yeah, out. his I'm show just, is based I'm on, on being Daryl. I'm going on a <laughs> long ride away. <laughs> right. And other than being like a fan favorite, he doesn't really have anything going on with the story. He hasn't for like the last season. Like if you if you really think about it, what has Daryl done in the last season?
0: Wrote his motorcycle. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got to get don't his don't crossbow do back. Yeah. Don't do what Daryl does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He and saved then, those people that ended up turning on him. And
1: then um, my last guess is they're going to take the, the comic book route, and it's going to be Glenn.
0: See the one the one reason I wouldn't say Glenn is because it's too easy, right? Because well, maybe, there's enough people that have read the comic that I th- I don't think. The producers of, of the Walking Dead TV series Wanted mm. it to be that easy It's sort of like the thing with Shane Where they didn't kill right. Shane in the first season Because they wanted to extend his story They liked John Berthol, But it was also We wanted to yeah. show you right away this isn't anything like the comic. Because the, the second half of the first season is nothing like the comic at all. Yeah, right. You know, the whole point in Atlanta, they, he sees the camp and then they're gone. And here in, in the TV series, they're like, oh, let's drive to the CDC and talk about this. And there's a whole bunch of extra characters. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the whole thing with Carol is much longer.
1: Also, I think with Glenn, they, they've teased like a death with him so many times this season well, that it's just kind of like if they killed him, nobody
0: would take that. But see, here's the thing. Well, yeah. well, no, I think they would because – The first time everybody thought he died, they did get a lot of response. There's a lot of backlash. There's a lot of people that were already upset. So now they've already experienced that. They've already gotten okay. What what's it like after Glenn dies? That's why I feel like
1: if he did die, they wouldn't. They would like the outcry wouldn't be so much. See, I
2: think that I think the so out of
1: your three, who are you actually choosing? You got to choose one. Out of the three, who do I think it's like the most likely to be? It's going to be Eugene.
0: So you've got Abraham, Eugene. What did you say? I said Glenn. I so said Glenn. I can see
2: Eugene getting killed, but Glenn, like jumping up, trying to say, whoa or whatever, and getting smacked with Lucille a couple times, but not as severe. And then Maggie as just Eugene. goes, "You
0: idiot! I, you're about to
2: have a child." So you don't think Maggie or
1: I would say like a dark horse would be like Michonne or Maggie. I see. I can't see Michonne.
0: So I, don't, I, 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 don't think, I think I think your your triumphant of Daryl Rick and Michonne are safe for a long time. Yes, because yep. that as much as you think Daryl didn't do anything, he still is a big driving force on that show right. in terms of that sort of popularity. I and can almost I, say I feel like, I feel like if it was Daryl, we would know because I don't think Norman Reedus would leave that show without it being a huge story. Someone would have figured it out
1: right
0: at some point that he's not filming the rest of it, or he's just going there for like. Shits and giggles. Well, I think, I think <laughs> after out the, set.
1: the second half of season five, when they, when they killed off Beth, they of had her on set in costume because they were trying to of the side of the side the whole spoilers thing. So they made sure that she was on she's set. side like, of no, the side of the side of
0: She side of the side of the side of the side She's on, yeah. the, she's on uh, yeah, she Conviction. a of the side of the side of the side of the side yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're a superhero. You're a superhero because she's also a supervillain on, uh, on Flash. the Flash. Yeah. yeah. So easy.
1: yeah, no in the um, order,
0: order would be Eugene Daryl
1: Glenn and, Daryl,
0: and the Darryl. progression
1: of what I and would of think course would. what
0: everybody wants is Carl. Carl. See him just smash Carl into a thousand pieces. Um, I know you, case, you had some of the news you wanted to bring so up, but um, we should make an. Um, James Earl Jones' wife passed away today at the age of 68. Um, Catalina Hart, I think is her name. You should probably look that up. Um, I feel like we should get that right. Mm-hmm. Feel, yes. <coughs> it, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's very sad news for mm-hmm. our favorite Darth Vader, voice of Darth Vader. Say, so is there another Darth Vader? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is. There's Hayden I mean, Christensen. I mean, there's like five. Technically, there's like five Darth Vaders. <laughs> The of Vader. But he's the voice evader. yes. Though, Hayden
2: Christensen was the voice evader for a short bit before he got all mechanic. Mechan- yes. Got um, all mechanic.
0: I like that. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> what?
2: People like that? We're going to put it in Jedi? No. <laughs> all
0: right. No. Nobody <laughs> like <laughs> that. That's the one. I don't understand how you're so stupid. James uh, uh, Doubled up. Exact, it's exactly no. the same. Ugh. It was terrible. <laughs> um, terrible, terrible, I'm, terrible I'm trying to find his wife's name right now, now You've you got a map of this place of birth um, <laughs> That was helpful He's trying to find his house <laughs> yeah. That's Let's James James awesome. uh, uh, Find hey, his house, the zoom in uh, on, the, on the mailbox Cecilia Hart it was Cecilia Hart, there. there you go You oh, have the last name, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, Hopefully she passed away today home. at the age of 68 And then yesterday, yesterday morning we found out that comic book artist Steve Dillon had passed away we still don't have any details as to how uh, how he passed away it was confirmed by his little brother and I want to say his agent or someone else who was close to him both went to Twitter and said that he was he had passed away apparently he had been sick people had been noticing that he looked a lot thinner Mm. Um, but he was currently working he's the 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 current artist for Punisher Mm -hmm. um of course, Dylan is... Uh, he's from England. He kind of came over in that second British invasion along with Enos and Ellis and, and a lot of those guys. He's worked with Grant Morrison, Jason Aaron, Becky Cloonan now, Daniel Way for DC Comics and Marvel. Uh, he will probably best be known for being the co-creator of of Preacher. Garth Enos has said that he is the co-creator of Preacher. He had a big hand in creating not just the look but kind of the tone of that series. Mm-hmm. Um, he... May actually be. I, I tried to find a page count. He may actually be the most prolific art, artist for uh, Punisher, as he's done three separate series. He partnered with Enos to do Welcome Back Frank, which was bringing uh, Frank Castle back from the dead. He finished off the Punisher Max series, the second series that Jason Aaron did. And like I said, he was the um, he was the current artist on uh, the, the the Punisher series right now. So it, it's a weird thing. We'll be seeing his work next month and the month after. I think he's I like issues mm. more that he has um you know the statements from dc and marvel you know wish condolences no details as to what may happen with the punisher book which i don't think really matters right now and like we said we have no idea uh just don't know now what he passed away from We uh, don't know how far along he was in his last issue or what issue yeah we're not sure on. where it's at like you said it's not something that i think marvel cares about right at this moment sure um but I was a, you know, a Preacher was kind of, the, that was my first exposure to him. I got into Preacher about halfway through, uh, and the great thing with, this is the lesson that everybody learned much later, was Vertigo had all their trades in print, so I was able to catch up to where I was, and, you know, if, if you haven't read Preacher, it is, uh, it's, it's an amazing piece of work, and he's a big, huge part of it. As a Punisher fan, he's done a lot of Punisher work, too, and his stuff was always really, really good, and it's just, it was a shocking thing to see yesterday. And, of course, we always, mm-hmm. uh, you know, offer our condolences to his family and his friends in his passing. Mm-hmm. Will you and Sebastian make over more of it on Wednesday on Comic uh, Candy? Com- uh, probably. We'll probably talk a little bit about Preacher and his, his impact with that title. And, yeah, I mean, that's also yeah, a successful also show, mentioned. too, now, mm-hmm. which he's credited on that as well. Yeah. Well, it was a Nathan, uh, you and I will be bringing back The Walking Dead cast tonight. After the Chris we will <laughs> With Chris. We'll be talking about this. Uh, the talking. talking, talking dead. <laughs> yes, yes. You should do a review show of Talking Dead. <laughs> that should be the show. <laughs> Screw the regular thing. Review Talking Dead about well at this part when he starts talking. You know when to Chris Hardwick was. Chris when they the stuff, men. I don't understand this audience. I don't understand this interview style right here. That just isn't a good question. Oh my god, you should totally. You'll be the only people to do that—a review show of a review, a review show. show. Well, it's not really a review show. I guess it's a. We'll, we'll discussion have to. We'll have show. to owe Mad TV then because they—they they were the ones who uh, kind of did that. One of new their joke. first episodes of the new show, Uh-oh. they did a review show of the Talking Dead, Uh-oh. and they kept it going. There's like, like seven review shows. Oh, it was, it was longer shows. than that. They did almost like a 15 minute thing, and it just got to the point where they were just, you know, mm-hmm. it was reviewing the review of the review of the review. And, uh, it was crazy. Um, so, Mikey, welcome back from Japan. Yep, had cool. fun. Nice you up.: yeah.
2: It's
0: funny is you went to Japan and we got Godzilla. Yeah, I was mad. You guys crossed the ocean and missed each other? Yeah, I was mad. I to that. Uh, he saw him out the window of the plane. From everyone I've known that's seen it, you didn't miss anything. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the, the reviews for it weren't that great. Uh-huh.
2: I did see him peeking over a building, so...
0: Yeah? Like yeah. the real Godzilla? <laughs> the real Godzilla. He started walking through the streets. <laughs> Whoa! He wasn't as big Mikey's going, uh, uh, oh! The and they're going, road. yeah, it's just a Tuesday.
1: He's like this little <laughs> man, <laughs> man just walking the streets. He's
2: like, oh, you look a lot bigger on TV. His brother
0: didn't have that. It was a little warm, so... was the weirdest thing you saw. That's what I want to know. Uh, Especially in Japan. Did you, go to, did you go to a comic book store?
2: I don't really have...
0: It's just everywhere? It's just everywhere? Just just a a
2: store. A bunch of manga and a bookstore. (laughs) I don't really see anything like weird, weird. Mm. How many whorehouses did you go to? None. I saw a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Did you eat any live octopus? No. No? I didn't want to do that. Did you pray at a Buddhist temple? Yes,
1: actually
0: I did. That was pretty cool. So now you're a Buddhist. Great. Now you're. you're... (laughs) That's the (laughs) only (laughs) spiritual thing I've ever seen Mikey participate in. (laughs) 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 Do we have to make you Buddha cookies? Buddha cookies, <laughs> trash cookies, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas cookies. But you don't celebrate Christmas anymore, so I guess they go in the trash. Yay, trash, trash cookies. Trash Cookie. Well, Mikey, welcome back. We were kind of concerned uh, last week. Yeah, I was going to message your sister. Like, is he alive? Was, if you could have been killed by a street gang, and we probably wouldn't know for a couple of years. Like, I wonder if he just stayed. No, apparently, like the group on the last day
2: after karaoke, they went to a bar, and it was weird or whatever. But. The people that the, some that went swear that
0: there were are around, but oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> oh God, yeah. It's like when, when, my my mother tells stories of when she was back in New York with uh, with my grandfather, and yeah. it was uh, his I think it's his brother or something, and uh, so her uncle. And when they would come to the house, you could tell, <laughs> You're like those guys. Those guys are connected. You know, <laughs> the women would walk in with fur coats, and <laughs> and and, and they just kind of like go off to the side, talk to each other. And she said, you knew who those guys were, <laughs> and that kind of like the the, the the her her maiden name is Volpe, and you knew like on the playground, we were like, that's 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 Joe Volpe's kid. Oh, yeah, we probably <laughs> shouldn't mess with her. <laughs> well, between that and her older brother, her her older brother, my, my uncle Sonny was. Uh, oh. Yeah, I've know. had it. Yeah, isn't it though? I mean, there was, there's a lot of Italian names. Um, I've had a couple of family reunions like that. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was Where guys like that. There's the older ones sitting off to the side, and you yeah, know they, they would go to dinner, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, a table would open up. Like, what's the last <laughs> name Volpe? Oh, do you know so and so Volpe? Yeah, it's my brother. Him. Here's your here's your best table, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, my grandfather wasn't really involved too much in it. He used to run numbers. That was about it. That's why he joined the army. <laughs> my grandfather, oh, anyway. ran, my grandfather ran numbers, but you could tell when certain uncles came together that, oh, yeah. that there was something going on. Yeah, grandpa would, would run numbers, but one, that was one of the reasons he joined the army was because he wanted to get away from from that and mm-hmm. he needed a steady paycheck that wasn't based off of uh, hey, Guido's gonna pay you some he money during a bag of uh, ping I remember, pong balls or whatever. I, I remember when I was a kid I used to ask my grandpa, I was like, Wow, you really know the stock stock market and you know numbers and what's going on and everything like that. Where'd you learn that? Uh, um, just you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> Go play. <laughs> and then finally, at my sister's wedding, I'm sitting. I, I walk over to the the table, and I think I've told this story before. I had my hair pulled back in a ponytail, and I'm just wearing a vest with the bow tie, you know, and no jacket or anything. I walk over to the table, and one of the uncles finally looks over and goes, "Hey Joe, your grandson looks like he could be connected. Maybe he should run some numbers." <laughs> and I was like, "That was my first time." I was like, <gasps> "Cool." This
2: is so I'm cool.
0: <laughs> so anyways, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. On the mob note. <laughs> on we're the mob ra- note. <laughs> if Rich isn't here next week, now you know why. So that means listen to this it. podcast yeah. or else. Yeah, <laughs> you you want to listen to Nerdables podcast, and there's a reason why. If they're not listening now, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you check Chris and Sebastian out Wednesday for a new episode of Comic-Tating. And check, us, check Ethan and I out later this evening when we put up another... Yeah, check them out. Check them out. So, what: what bring day. back the Walking Dead cast. Yes. So make sure you go Walks to, back into your life. <laughs> make sure you go to facebook.com slash nerdables. Casts a wide net of walking. Chris has also posted some pictures from tonight's episode up well, on Instagram. We are so nerdables cheated. there. The only thing I got from Japan, <laughs> which is one more thing that I thought I'd get from Japan. <laughs> and we're also on Twitter at Nerdable Show. So for Chris, my, uh, Chris and Sebastian, sorry. Yeah. Chris, Mikey. <laughs> Sebastian's Ethan. here in spirit. <laughs> I'm RA saying I'll talk to you next week.
1: Oh my goodness.